today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Did I just use Don's presence as an excuse to play that clip again? Uh, yes, that is absolutely what I've just done. But there you go. We'll be talking proper sport uh, later on. And we also have uh, on the line Tipperary Senator Gareth Ahern. Good morning to you, Gareth, as well. And you're all very welcome. Uh, now, uh, Father's Day, interestingly, is generally believed to have been inaugurated in 1908 by a West Virginian woman in the States who missed her own dad. And uh, there's a, a big backstory to it. In fact, it connected to a tragedy uh, um, a mining tragedy in her town and unfortunately lots of dads died in that tragedy and she asked the local pastor to inaugurate something to remember them and that was the root of what became Father's Day. It didn't become an official holiday in the States until, would you believe, the presidency of one Richard Nixon who visited Limerick at one point. I don't know if that's why we have a Father's Day in Ireland now, but uh, there you go. Now, Shane, you have, is it a 20-month-old daughter, Piper? Is that yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, 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 Piper. Yeah. She just broke my glasses yesterday, so uh, she's, <laughs> she's in the bad books. Um, so that was happening during the pandemic then? Yeah, she was born um, September 2021. I always have to think about it because that whole pandemic two years, I'm like, jeepers, I don't know, was it 2020, 2022? Could have been any time. But yeah, September 2021, just just as we were starting to kind of come out of things, but it was still quite tense. Mm. So tell me about some of the challenges around that during the pregnancy. And uh, obviously we were still in restrictions at various times yeah. then. Yeah, so I mean the the ultra scans and all of that kind of stuff, and going to the the doctors and all of that. Like I wasn't allowed in any of those times, so you know you're you're sat there kind of twiddling your thumbs, wondering you know why am I even here? You know what's the what's the point of me? You you go in, have these conversations with doctors and nurses, and then come back and try and explain what they told you, but you can't even half remember what they said. You know what I mean? And it was just it felt very useless. We ended up doing a, a private um, scan just so I could go in and actually see an ultrasound scan. It's such like one of those things that you kind of imagine you know that you kind of fantasize about like oh that'd be so lovely to see you know and then you're locked out of that so we really wanted to be able to, to kind of uh, to get and see an ultrasound moment so did you consider at one stage heading to scotland yeah um yeah so the restrictions in the uk were different and my, my wife is uh, scottish so at one point it was much it would have been much easier for us to to give birth together in in scotland with with her family so we did consider it for uh, the summer i said right, let's just get in the car and go let's just head over and we'll deal with it when whatever happens after that we'll, we'll come back then but uh, we decided to stay it was just easier for everything else what about the birth itself well um, my wife had um gastro uh, wait, what was it was it called um uh, basically pregnancy related uh, diabetes um so that was uh, caused a lot of complications so the doctors were really careful about kind of um getting making sure she was induced in the right time and all that which meant that she had to go in on a, a Sunday night and she didn't give birth until I think it was the Tuesday or the Wednesday so I was there for like three days three nights like just going out of my mind completely unable to see what was going on all she wanted was for me to be there like that was all she wanted didn't care about anything else and it was so ridiculous you know to be locked out like that so you weren't there for the birth i did actually get to go in as soon as she entered uh, active birth um i was able to go in so thankfully i was there for and it was quite a complicated uh, birth in the end um, it was all fine but it just took took a while uh, got a little hairy there towards the end but uh, but yeah it was all fine so i was there for about 10 hours during the actual birth itself 
Mm. And do you remember that moment very clearly? Oh, jeepers, I've tried to block it all out. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was amazing, terrifying, wonderful, frightening. Um, yeah, I was actually helping at one, one point. One of the assistant nurses is there with one leg. I'm holding the other. The main nurse is raw. So I'm, go on, go on. And then suddenly it clicks. The room is full of doctors and I'm pushed to the side. I'm crying with my mask full of, you know, tears. And yeah, it just all happens in an instant. <laughs> Right. Well, Don, we've chatted to you in many contexts. Tell us about your dadship. <laughs> I was just thinking there, Joe, yeah. Um, uh, Joanne, I'll give you a full loop. Um, on the commentary on Sunday, was a minute silence for Teddy McCarthy. So we, we referenced it. And I, growing up, my dad's from Cork, and I wouldn't have seen Limerick Hurling unless they were playing Cork. So Teddy McCarthy, Jimmy Barry Murphy, they were all my heroes. And hearing tales of Christy Ring and then, you know, listening to matches in Hall and Murhertig on the radio in Cork was all my upbringing, very close to my dad in that sporting context and then I suppose uh, I have two daughters Lila and Willow they're 10 and 6 um, life changing absolutely life changing and as a dad who's so obsessed I suppose with sports a lot of a lot of people would say to me oh you know uh, the worst thing you can ever say to anyone who has who has girls would you like have liked a boy and all this kind of carry on so so stupid and infuriating but what I have is two kids that I now get to impart all my useless information on Joe. And it's my favourite pastime in the world. It's, it, it varies from why Fiorentina wear purple uh, to, you know, why the Limerick Hurlers are, are, are winning so much and you don't know you were born because they were crap before, to <laughs> them teaching me. And, and, and just touched on it there with Shane, he was saying, and child born in COVID. We had kids in school in COVID. And one thing that struck me at the time was, because I was working from home in the office with the Limerick leader at the time, and I don't think any dad has spent, any dad or mum even, has spent as much time with their kids as they would have during COVID. Like, I was upstairs in the office and I'd come down, they're all doing their schoolwork and then come five o'clock, six o'clock, we were all done, but we were all stuck in the house together. There was board games, there was jigsaws, there was television programmes, there was dad's useless information, there was quizzes. Um, And I really cherished that time because I don't know would I have gotten it if it wasn't for COVID because we're so busy, you know, working in a newspaper at time now with the council, so I, so, so I really I loved that then, time. Did you think that that was overwhelmingly positive as an experience? Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, the way I look back at it, it was bloody tough at the time, Joe. There's only so many jigsaws you can do or <laughs> online shopping. Um, and my wife or was stories doing, about Fiorentina. Uh, stories about Fiorentina. I think my wife was doing online shopping for the entire neighbourhood. Um, anyone over the age of 50, I think she was. She had all their passwords, Joe. But um, yeah, it, massively positive. Um, just purely face-to-face time, I was thinking of coming in, you were talking about, you know, generational stuff. Dads nowadays are mad to spend time with their kids. I'm not saying our dads didn't or dads before them didn't, but it wasn't the culture. You know, kids are there to be, you know, seen and not heard or there was dads would come in after work and, you know, sit down and have the dinner and mightn't even see the kids or whatever. The, the interaction now is, you know, we'll, we'll call it FaceTime for want of a better word, Joe, is through the roof. Like dads are involved in everything, picking up, dropping off, going to games, going to concerts, dancing. I, I'm in the car morning, noon and night as is my wife and I want to be because one thing that always sticks with me is like they'll come 16, 17, 18, whatever and they won't need us. Mm. And okay, they'll need us for the big moments in their life but they won't need us for the small stuff. So there's no old Irish poems about sieve and jam and the handle of the door and you're giving out about the, the dirt of the place or the noise and someday there'll be no noise and there'll be no jam on the door, so... Yeah, Enjoy yeah. it while it's here. Yeah, yeah. Senator Garrett Ahern, tell us your story of being a dad. Uh, good morning, Joe, and good morning to your listeners. I think I'm the only one there who uh, who didn't enjoy uh, re-listening to, to 
to Limerick winning there at the weekend. Um, <laughs> but for from Tipperary to congratulate you, I suppose I should probably congratulate you, but I didn't. I didn't enjoy listening to it. No, look, I, I, a lot, a lot like a lot like the other lads. I think, I think as a father nowadays, I think you see it very differently than probably before. Um, we're still as busy as as they are fathers were in terms of working, but we we certainly want to be at home a lot more um, and spend quality time with kids. So I. I have two boys, Jamie and Daniel. Jamie was born in December 2009. And I remember when, when we found out we were having Daniel, I said to my wife, because I was the run in the general election, I said to my wife, our due date is the middle of December. I said, that's perfect. There's no election going to happen. Then we'll have Christmas, Brexit is happening. And mind would call an election in January, so we'd be fine. And then the 4th of January, an election was called. So I had the general election three weeks after Jimmy was born. And then after the general election, Shannon's election after that. So for the first three months, I was essentially away um, the majority of the time, which was very difficult. Um, and then COVID happened. Um, and that was a blessing in disguise because I got much time with her. Uh, working from home, all, all the work we were doing was was was, was from home. Um, but it was a challenge, even though I had J- I had Jamie before the restrictions were because of COVID. The challenge I had actually as as a first time parent, or we had myself and Laura, was Jamie wasn't seeing anyone for about the first year of his life. I think he thought the world just revolved around uh, Laura and me because because of COVID, we couldn't travel anywhere, couldn't meet people except for very short periods of time. So he didn't see his cousins, he didn't see his aunts and uncles really that much. Um, and that first year development, I suppose, it would have been a worry for us initially. Um, but now, now it's perfect. Uh, we, we, we had a second child at, um, at Christmas, Christmas again, uh, Daniel, and he's six months now. So it's, um, it's, it's, a, busy, it's a busy house now with, with, with two young children and, and um, mm. I'd be away in Dublin maybe, maybe three days a week. No. Shane, I suppose I would always have got the impression that Mother's Day was a bigger deal than Father's Day. Um, yeah, I, I think as Don was saying, you know, dads now they're they're so keen to be involved. Um, yeah, I think that times have changed a little bit. Maybe we, I'm helping out around the house much more than not even being asked. It's just totally normalised. You know, it's not even a question. Um, and I know I want to be involved in the house, the running of the house, whether that's the cleaning and the cook. I, I do all the cooking in the house. I love cooking. And my wife's a better cook than I am. But I love the cooking. You know, if I can, I because I work freelance, I take the baby down to the park so often. So then I suppose in that context, um, Mother's Day, Father's Day, they're also kind of equalised in some ways. Now, I don't think it's necessarily 50-50. Um, I didn't physically give birth. <laughs> I suppose you can't ever take that away from the mother. That is always going to be there. Um, and we're breastfeeding as well for as long as we can, which is another kind of a, a physical bond that you just... Actually, I was really, really jealous for a long time of that kind of that, that physical love that's there. It's really, really wonderful. Um, so I suppose in that sense, the Mother's Day, maybe it's maybe it's 52% to 48%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joe, it's incomparable for me. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me if no one said anything on Sunday, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, yeah. Just happy to be a dad. I think the Mother's Day is, is huge, as Seamus saying there. But, but you wouldn't have been halfway through the take oh, thanks very much. I know, oh, I'm a man of simple pleasures, though. Leave me alone now, Mark. Let the fourth round of the US Open on Sunday night, but uh, they'd be in bed anyway because it's in LA. But no, I, it wouldn't bother me that much. I, I look, again, but that comes from that FaceTime, that, that constant, I suppose, reassurance. You know, you tell your kids you'll 
you love them every day, your your Valentine's is the same, John. I mean, if you're only telling your wife you love her on one day of the year, I think you're in trouble. So um yeah, I wouldn't be it wouldn't bother me that much. Is it important? Of course is it just nice to be recognised, probably get a card and stuff, that's fine. But I wouldn't be put out by it if I didn't. Yeah. Um Senator Garrett O'Hearn, I've always thought that politics is not at all conducive to family and family life. Yeah, no, like it, it, it's difficult, definitely. But interestingly, I, I've I've experienced it from both sides. So my mother was a TD um, in Tipperary in eighty nine to two thousand. She died quite young, but I would have experienced that side of of her being away and being busy and working weekends. Um, so At a time kind of when presumably that. that would have been unusual. Oh, oh, she was the only female. Uh, rural TD in the country at the time, actually, um, during the mid nineties. So it was a, it, it was incredibly unusual for a mother um, um, to be in politics at that time, uh, and for for a rural mother to, to be to be away from home quite a lot. And she found actually that quite difficult. And interestingly enough, I find it very difficult being away now. Um, even though my kids are still very young, um, I do find this I do find it quite difficult. And and like Shane, I love cooking when I'm at home, and I love helping out. But you can't. You can't get the same bond that if if Jamie hurts himself when he's out playing with the football or something, or uh, you, you just see they naturally go to their mother, and I think that most fathers see that. But that doesn't bother me. I, I actually love it. I love the fact that they can um, get comfort uh, from both of us, but particularly they go they go to Laura Laura for it. And I think no matter what we do as, as fathers, I think that bond between. Uh, a mother and child is just so special. Well, let me ask um, you this, um, you know, and, and the Minister for Justice, um, Helen McEntee, is back from maternity leave and I think she made comments this week that it was important for her personally, but also important to show that it could work. If if a male politician was to take a similar period of leave for the same reason, how do you think uh, people would react to that. Well, my own personal view is it doesn't matter how people react to it because it's your own personal life and it's your own family situation and no one should have an opinion on how you manage and your family manage your own situation. In my, in my view, I actually think we need to get to a point where maternity leave is shared between, fully shared between um, two partners because you have an awful lot of um, uh, mothers who can't take the full six months because they're self-employed, they might own a clothes shop in a town or something, and they just won't take the six months off. But the father might be able to take all of that time off, uh, if possible. So like, I think we really need to get to a point where you know that sort of leave is available for either parent. And if that happens, well, then it's possible for that to happen in politics. But we need to move a lot faster because we don't even have um, paternity leave available in the Oireachtas at the moment. So... When when Daniel was born in in December, most people would know now fathers are entitled to seven weeks uh, 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 parents leave uh, or parental leave, um, but that's not available actually for for Rockers members. Nice. Um, and I think and I think we need to get to a point where we talk about it being family friendly for for mothers, but it also needs to be family friendly for fathers, mm. and that's just as important now. Donald Sullivan, you remember that debate, and you know it still exists to an extent, but certainly maybe. 10 years ago, there was a lot of talk about men's role in society and, you know, do they understand where they stand anymore? Do you think that there are still men out there pining for the past but feel that it's politically incorrect, even in male company, to make that point? 
Good question, yeah. I, I think the modern man, as the lads have said here, wants to be involved. Um, whether he wants to say that to his mates or not, I don't know. Where men sit in society, I mean, society is meant to be equal, isn't it? You know, um, we're all sitting here because of, you know, the powerful act of women giving people life. Um, if you're in a, a loving relationship and you can split the workload outside of that, you know, after that, it's up to both of you to raise the kids and what's your role in life. You know, there's a machoism still there, Joe. It's it's, oh, it's Obviously, we're in the sporting world. I see it an awful lot. But at the end of the day, that's changing. You know, guys on here talking about being dads. That doesn't happen 10 years ago on this radio station or, or 15, 20 years ago. Maybe they mightn't be comfortable talking about it. We are. That's changing. Um, I think COVID has really changed everyone's perception on everything, Joe. I think working from home, being involved, being around your kids, seeing that it's not as big a challenge as you may have perceived it to be, you know, you like spending time with them. Do you want to be around? A men's role in society in general, Joe, I mean, we, we blocked off everything for years, you know. It was just a man's world. Um, and now, thankfully, we're learning that, um, you know, collaboration is best. Mm. Shane? Yeah, um, I, yeah, I think, as, as Don was saying, they're like, you know, times have changed. But I, I, it's funny. I mean, I guess some men do want to go back, but then you're always, that idea of the past is, is a foreign country. Do you know, what are they going back to? The best parts not going back to all the worst bits, do you know? So, okay, well then just go forward with the bits you want to keep. You know, you can't go backwards. We are where we are, really, and I'm quite happy where we are. Mm. Uh, I would be even happier to do to do more if I could never work again and just spend all day with the baby, I would. <laughs> and do you think that the generation of men that came before the current generation look with some level of jealousy at their sons, for example, and their interaction with their children compared to what would have happened previously? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I suppose I'd compare it to my own father and, and his father before him, do you know, and I suppose uh, having conversations with my dad around how to raise a baby and what's expected and, you know, that's changed, you know, and not to call him out on radio, do you know, but, uh, <laughs> sorry, Dad, um, no card for you this Sunday. Um, but yeah, you know, that that's kind of That's a joke, ways. by the way. <laughs> yeah, just like how things have changed and, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, are we doing better, are we doing worse? We're probably messing up a whole load of stuff, we're just mm. not aware of it. I'm sure the, my own child will bring it up in therapy in 20 years. But but what's nice though, uh, Don, is that, you know, in, in not in every instance, of course, for various reasons, but in a lot of instances, uh, dads of that generation get not quite a do-over, but they get to be more involved maybe in their grandchildren's lives. Just about, that was the point I was just want to make, Joe, you can see the the, the delight in their eyes when, when grandkids come in and I, I'm, let's go back a couple of years, my own grandfather's father, let's say, mightn't have even had any interest in any children being around the house and then all of a sudden, I remember my grandfather's were very involved, loved it, gave me a love for, for sport, for, for, I suppose, for, they looked after us when parents weren't around and our generation are the same, they're very much uh, involved, which I suppose, as you say, is, is a do-over for them, it's great. Yeah. Um, and the point that you made, um, uh, Senator Carter Hearn, about even in your own family, the tendency, you know, if the knee is cut to, to run to mum. Yeah. It, there are still differences in the, the parental partnership uh, as to how they interact with children. Isn't that the case? Uh, they, there are, because like uh, you majority of the time, women have this nurturing ability, with, particularly with a young child. Um, which just can't be replicated by by most men. Um, but I, I, like I would find myself very um, 
nurturing very soft with, with, with my children. I, I, like the others, I just love spending time with them. I love getting home and playing with them or, or giving Daniel a bottle or um, just, just spending quality time with them. And I think the difference between, say, previously, say, my father and, and now is we just we see the advantage in the long run of, of that relationship having an early relationship with your children and the benefit that can have in the long run. Uh, and I think our parents probably didn't have that opportunity because well, my father was a farmer, uh, my wife's father was a builder. You just had to keep working to essentially make enough money to, to keep the household going. And for a lot of families 30, 40 years ago, there was only one income coming in, whereas for the majority of families now, that's different. Um, but look, I, I think the majority of fathers nowadays just absolutely love being a father. I rang a friend of mine who became a father last week for the first time, and I said, welcome to the best club in the world. It's mm. just so special. Uh, wh- you wh- sacrifice and lose a lot, but it's just so special. Yeah. Uh, well, Don kind of indicated that, you know, he'll take or leave Father's Day. What about you? Well, I, I nearly only realised it was Father's Day when you rang me, <laughs> when you rang me to come on the show. Like, I... I I've had it marked in the calendar for three months. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have I huge don't. expectations around it. <laughs> I don't. But do you know, do you know, do you know seriously what I love, actually? And I, I could take her leave, it, to be perfectly honest. But what I do love, and my, my, my wife is very good, she'll get, a, she'll get a card, and I presume the other lad, lads get this as well. She, she'll get a card, and it'll be written by Jamie and Daniel, wishing me a happy Father's Day. And they'll present it to me, and they'll do it as a surprise sometime during the morning, I suspect. But it's just so cute and special when you've got a little three-year-old coming in and Laura's bringing in the six-month-old and they're giving me a card to say Happy Father's Day. You know, it's it's, it's little moments like that that you just don't forget. And for you? Yeah, I mean, that's that's it exactly. I mean, it's a, in some ways it's not about the fathers, it's about fathering and that, that idea of, of the child and the father having a little moment together. You know, a coffee in bed and a half an hour and a little giggle, that'll be great, you know. Yeah, that sounds nice. All right, guys. Well, listen, thank you very much. Happy Father's Day to all of you. you. And to all of the dads listening. And uh, thanks for giving us a a sense of it. Um, And I think we touched on some of the important issues around it as well in our chat this morning. Uh, So that is Don O'Sullivan with us, uh, who you often hear on the airwaves here. uh, In a sporting context as well, of course, uh, Senator Garrett Hearn and Limerick videographer Shane Vaughan. More to come, something different after this. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe